Chapter 2 of The Song Celestial or Bhagavad Gita Translated by Sir Edwin Arnold This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Jyoti Taravanat Sanjaya said, Him filled with such compassion and such grief, With eyes tear-dimmed, despondent, in stern words the driver Madhusudan thus addressed krishna said how hath this weakness taken thee when springs the inglorious trouble shameful to the brave barring the path of virtue nay arjun forbid thyself to feebleness it mars thy warrior name cast off the coward fit wake be thyself arise scourge of thy foes Arjuna said, How can I, in the battle, shoot with shafts on Bhishma or on Drona, O thou chief, both worshipful, both honourable men? Better to live on beggar's bread with those we love alive, than taste their blood in rich feast spread, and guiltily survive. Ah, where it was, who knows? to be victor or vanquished here when those confront us angrily whose death leaves living drear in pity lost by doubting stost my thoughts distracted turn to thee the guide i reverence most that i may counsel learn i know not what would heal the grief burned into soul and sense if i were earth's unchallenged chief a god and these gone thence sanjaya said so spake arjuna to the lord of hearts and sighing i will not fight held silence then to whom with tender smile o bharata while the prince wept despairing twixt those hosts krishna made answer in divinest verse krishna said thou grievest where no grief should be thou speakest words lacking wisdom for the wise in heart mourn not for those that live nor those that die nor i nor thou nor any one of these ever was not nor ever will not be for ever and for ever afterwards all that doth live lives always to man's frame as there comes infancy and youth and age so come there raisings up and layings down of other and of other life abodes which the wise know and fear not this that irks thy sense life thrilling to the elements bringing thee heat and cold sorrows and joys it's brief and mutable bear with it prince as the wise bear the soul which is not moved the soul that with a strong and constant calm takes sorrow and takes joy indifferently lives in the life undying that which is can never cease to be that which is not will not exist to see this truth of both is theirs who part essence from accident substance from shadow 
indestructible learn thou the life is spreading life through all it cannot anywhere by any means be anywise diminished stayed or changed but for these fleeting frames which it informs with spirit deathless endless infinite they perish let them perish prince and fight he who shall say lo i have slain a man he who shall think lo i am slain those both know not life cannot slay life is not slain never the spirit was born the spirit shall cease to be never never was time it was not end and beginning are dreams birthless and deathless and changeless remaineth the spirit for ever death hath not touched it at all dead though the house of it seems who knoweth it exhaustless self-sustained immortal indestructible shall such say i have killed a man or cause to kill nay but as when one layeth his worn-out robes away and taking new ones saith these will i wear to-day so putteth by the spirit lightly its garb of flesh and passeth to inherit a residence afresh i say to thee weapons reach not the life flame burns it not waters cannot overwhelm nor dry winds wither it impenetrable unentered unassailed unharmed untouched immortal all arriving stable sure invisible ineffable by word and thought uncompassed ever all itself thus is the soul declared how wilt thou then knowing it so grieve when thou shouldst not grieve how if thou hearest that the man new dead is like the man new born still living man one same existent spirit wilt thou weep the end of birth is death the end of death is birth this is ordained and mournest thou chief of the stalwart arm for what befalls which could not otherwise befall the birth of living things comes unperceived the death comes unperceived between them beings perceive what is there sorrowful herein dear prince wonderful wistful to contemplate difficult doubtful to speak upon strange and great for tongue to relate mystical hearing for every one nor wotteth man this what a marvel it is when seeing and saying and hearing are done this life within all living things my prince hides beyond harm scorn thou to suffer then for that which cannot suffer do thy part be mindful of thy name and tremble not not better can betide a martial soul than lawful war happy the warrior to whom comes joy of battle comes as now glorious and fair unsought opening for him a gateway unto heaven but if thou shunnest this honourable field a kshatriya 
if knowing thy duty and thy task thou biddest duty and task go by then shall be sin and those to come shall speak thee infamy from age to age but infamy is worse for men of noble blood to bear than death the chiefs upon their battle chariots will deem it was fear that drove thee from the fray of those who held thee mighty souled the scorn thou must abide while all thine enemies will scatter bitter speech of thee to mock the valour which thou hadst what fate could fall more grievously than this either being killed thou wilt win swarga's safety or alive and victor thou wilt reign an earthly king therefore arise thou son of kunti brace thine arm for conflict nerve thy heart to meet as things alike to thee pleasure or pain profit or ruin victory or defeat so minded gird thee to the fight for so thou shalt not sin thus far i speak to thee as from the sankhya unspiritually hear now the deeper teaching of the yog which holding understanding thou shalt burst thy karmabala the bondage of wrought deeds here shall no end be hindered no hope marred no loss be feared faith here a little faith shall save thee from the anguish of thy dread here glory of the kurus shines one rule one steadfast rule while shifting souls have laws many and hard specious but wrongful deem the speech of those ill-taught ones who extolled the letter of the vedas saying this is all we have or need being weak at heart with wands seekers of heaven which comes they say as fruits of good deeds done promising men much profit in new births for works of faith in various rites abounding following whereon large merit shall accrue toward wealth and power albeit who wealth and power do most desire least fixity of soul have such least hold on heavenly meditation much these teach from vedas concerning the three qualities but thou be free of the three qualities free of the pairs of opposites and free from that sad righteousness which calculates self-ruled arjuna simple satisfied look like as when a tank pours water forth to suit all needs so do these brahmans draw texts from all wands from tank of holy writ but thou want not ask not find full reward of doing right in right let right deeds be thy motive not the fruit which comes from them and live in action labor make thine acts thy piety casting all self aside contemning gain and merit equable in good or evil equability is yog is piety yet the right act is less far less than the right thinking mind 
Seek refuge in thy soul. Have there thy heaven. Scorn them that follow virtue for her gifts. The mind of pure devotion, even here, casts equally aside good deeds and bad, passing above them. Unto pure devotion devot thyself with perfect meditation comes perfect act, and the right-hearted rise more certainly because they seek no gain, forth from their bands of body step by step to highest seats of bliss. When thy firm soul hath shaken off those tangled oracles which ignorantly guide, then shall it soar to high neglect of what's denied or said, this way or that way, in doctrinal writ. Troubled no longer by the priestly lore, safe shall it live and sure, steadfastly bent on meditation. This is yog and peace. Arjuna said, what is his mark who hath that steadfast heart confirmed in holy meditation how know we his speech keshava sits he moves he like other men krishna said when one o partha's son abandoning desires which shake the mind finds in his soul full comfort for his soul he hath attained the yoga, that man as such, in sorrows not dejected and in joys not overjoyed, dwelling outside the stress of passion, fear, and anger, fixed in calms of lofty contemplation. Such a one is Muni, is the sage, the true recluse, he who to none and nowhere overbound by ties of flesh takes evil things and good neither desponding nor exulting such bears wisdom's plainest mark he who shall draw as a wise tortoise draws its four feet safe under its shield his five frail senses back under the spirit's buckler from the world which else assails them such a one my prince hath wisdom's mark things that solicit sense hold off from the self-governed nay it comes the appetites of him who lives beyond depart aroused no more yet may it chance o son of kunti that a governed mind shall sometime feel the sense storms sweep and rest strong self-control by the roots let him regain his kingdom let him conquer this and sit on me intent that man alone is wise who keeps the mastery of himself if one ponders on objects of the sense there springs attraction from attraction grows desire desire flames to fierce passion passion breeds recklessness then the memory all betrayed lets noble purpose go and saps the mind till purpose mind and man are all undone but if one deals with objects of the sense not loving and not hating making them serve his free soul which rests serenely lord lo such a man comes to tranquillity 
and out of that tranquillity shall rise the end and healing of his earthly pains since the will governed sets the soul at peace the soul of the ungoverned is not his nor hath he knowledge of himself which lacked how gross serenity and wanting that when shall he hope for happiness the mind that gives itself to follow shows of sense seeth its helm of wisdom rent away and like a ship in waves of whirlwind drives to wreck and death only with him great prince whose senses are not swayed by things of sense only with him who holds his mastery shows wisdom perfect what is midnight gloom to unenlightened souls shines wakeful day to his clear gaze what seems as wakeful day is known for night thick night of ignorance to his true seeing eyes such is the saint and like the ocean day by day receiving floods from all lands which never overflows its boundary line not leaping and not leaving fed by the rivers but unswelled by those so is the perfect one to his soul's ocean the world of sense pours streams of witchery they leave him as they find without commotion taking their tribute but remaining sea yeah whoso shaking off the yoke of flesh lives lord not servant of his lusts set free from pride from passion from the sin of self toucheth tranquillity o partha son that is the state of brahm there rests no dread when the last step is reached live where he will die when he may such passeth from all plaining to blessed nirvana with the gods attaining here endeth chapter two of the bhagavad-gita entitled sankhya yog or the book of doctrines end of chapter two recording by jyoti taravanath